0: Secret Friends Unite.
1: Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 422. This is your guide to the Geek Side, and I'm one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra from beautiful and snowless Minnesota. (laughs) <laughs> my <for> wonderful <laughs> exactly we'll, we'll get into a little bit about our crazy world cobra dominated weather dominators in full effect but uh my co-host charlie carden is he's essentially conned out he was in a con all week long grand rapids michigan had their comic uh convention three days of craziness he was there uh with his star trek crew uh, in full regalia, having a great time, raised some money for um, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So Charlie is resting up, but he will be back next week when we break down the summer movie box office. But I am joined by a very worthy uh, <laughs> companion, uh, a good friend of mine um, who I haven't known that very long, but I feel like we're, we're, we're just compatriots in the world of geek. Um, yeah. That is Mr. Stephen Shaskin. Shaskan, Oh my goodness, Stephen, I already screwed it up. Um, He is an author and illustrator, also musician, and a good friend of mine from Minnesota as well. So Stephen, welcome.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, um, I'm Stephen Shaskan. I'm an author and illustrator of several um, picture books for kids. And I also, um, my most recent thing has been uh, Pizza and Taco. It's an early graphic chapter book series, so basically comic books. Uh, I grew up reading comic books and loving comic books, and now I get to make them, which is a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to be here. Um, I you know i grew up with also you know like i saw star wars in the theaters when i was seven years old (laughs) so like the original um before it was even called a new hope and all these and i've just always been a huge fan of comics and star wars and star trek my mom actually is a huge star trek fan so that like i grew up with um with the original series and then and then um progressed on to the next generation. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm excited to talk about all things geeky things. And yeah, that's about it, I guess. Is that good?
1: Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> this is a video podcast as well. So folks, look at our YouTube and, and just see the wonderful background of Stephen's lair. Um, I've been through Stephen's house many, many times. They have an awesome house and just the different rooms and the themes and all of the geek goodness and the geekiness is awesome. Everywhere within the house, it, it breathes geek. Um, <laughs> and in his, in, and this is in your office working space where yes. you can see lots of cool stuff in the background. But by all means, folks, this is just a little taste of all things cool (laughs) um yeah so steven and i met through his wife actually uh my wife uh they were friends in the the writer community and that's how my wife said hey do you want to have dinner with friends of mine i'm like sure why not i hopefully they're cool folks i imagine they are and (laughs) End of history, and we've just uh, really—it's been great to to really uh, get to know each other better and just and and appreciate all the things uh, that are special about you guys and your your talents because you're very very talented people. And uh, Stephen, fun fact: just yesterday we were at Target, and what book did I see at (laughs) Target? But pizza and taco. So. (laughs) <laughs> a wonderful series you have kids it's awesome uh steven is an illustrator and author at both he is fantastic so uh well steven will tell you all about that at the end of the show but you know um and, and steven you just got back from a big like writers uh I, I i guess what's but it was almost like you were visiting every place in the world talking to kids and oh. uh doing your author's tour
0: yeah, yeah, I did that, and that was in February, and it's so long ago now because we've done a lot of school visits since um, locally, but yeah, we um, Random House, my my publisher sent me on a, uh, a, a my first book tour ever, so I've been doing this since um, my first... My first book that I ever illustrated came out in 2009. My first book that I wrote and illustrated came out in 2011. So I've been doing this for now 12 or 13 years. Um, and um, and it's been you know a, a lot of fun and I've been doing school visits. But this is the first time a publisher actually sent me out on a, on a book tour. And, and it was a lot of fun. But I went to... Where did I go? I went to um, Virginia, um, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, uh, Chicago, and... Um, in Houston, and it was just a, a lot of fun. I, I visited schools, um, and then and in, um, in all the places except for in Houston, I um, did a book festival, which is really an amazing book festival called the Bookworm Book Festival, and um, it's sponsored by uh, I think it's Blue Willow Books, a um, uh, independent bookstore there. But they uh, just did this amazing job. It's uh, they they think it might be the first ever fully bilingual um children's book conference ever um so so this is like and and there it was it was it was attended by probably at least a thousand kids it seemed so it was amazing um yeah it was just a fantastic thing and 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 most of them um you know were were uh were you know, they spoke both English and Spanish. Most of the kids did. So, yeah. So like the, the, the translations were more for the parents than they were for the kids and for me too, because <laughs> I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> despite all my years of taking it in, in middle school and high school. Yeah.
1: I'm in the same boat. Four years of high school Spanish, and I can barely speak the language as well. Yeah. I, do, I do okay listening and translating, but definitely not a not a speaker of the language. Um, yeah. So, Stephen, considering you're kind of dual hatted, um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer one or the other, writing or, or, or illustrating? Well, that's a really good question. I I, I, I like I. Mean,
0: I've been really liking telling the stories lately, but I, I do like making the art as well. Art is where my background is. So like I, I grew up drawing and draw, you know, like comics was, was my big thing. Um, I, you know, when I was a kid, I had a comic called super grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and, I, I love, I always loved to draw. I went to, I went, you know, like I, drawing was like the thing that I did, um, you know, in middle school and high school, like high school, like I, I remember, um, you know, like, just because I was such a jerk, my my um, my teachers—I had two art teachers who basically gave me an independent study for both my classes because I was such an asshole in the class. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if I can that's, swear on. That's
1: okay. That's okay. <laughs> our censors are very forgiving.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah. Um, so so I grew up, and then I went to I went to Rhode Island School of Design for art, um, and um, and graduated with my degree in illustration and then I then I moved out to Minnesota to be in a band <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah so art is where I come from but um but writing is definitely secondary but I still you know that I think I started getting into telling stories when I was creating art for um, children because one of the things is a, when you're creating a portfolio for um for Um, children's art is that you have to tell a story with your drawings and that would happen with anything with comics as well. You know, you have to show that you can tell a story with your drawings, you know, that your drawings are, are, you know, it's not just like people looking straight out at you and doing nothing, you know? And so, so, and a lot of times in children's literature, a lot of people will do like, they'll do like uh, nursery rhymes or, you know, or fairy tales and things like that. And for me, I would, I was like, ah, I didn't really want to do that, so I just started writing my own stories, and so that's what it came out of. So yeah, so and with pizza and taco, I just I like I like both sides. Nowadays, like with the art, the art is so cut and paste for me now that I, I I tend to like the stories more because they make me laugh, and I and I just I just sit around and laugh at myself and <laughs> how mean I am to these characters. <laughs> so, so so yeah.
1: I, you know, and I was looking to the the book because it's just a sense of humor is is dad jokes. You you nail the dad jokes, all the jokes <laughs> about the bands and love it. You know, that's yeah. it's perfect. So anyone who is listening right now who has kids, even yourself as an adult, you can enjoy it. Illustrations are great. The puns are great. It's just really fun. Uh, yeah. So check out this book. And uh, um, you know what? And, and I will say this. Stephen has a, a wonderful spouse. Uh, you guys have actually collaborated together. That's not easy to do. You got to live together. Yep. If so, you're, you know if someone did not agree with a decision, you got to say you love each other at the end of the night. So um, I assume that was a cool experience. And yep. uh, yeah, I mean,
0: well, Trish and I, um, yes, the first the first graphic chapter book series that I did was a chapter series called. Q and Ray, and it's about a a rat named um, Ray and a a hedgehog named Q, and they solve mysteries at Elm Tree Elementary. And, And Trisha wrote that one, and I illustrated it. And once I started working on making my own comics, you know, I'm 52 now or yeah yeah i am 52 so uh so you know like when i started working on making my own comics i just i just fell in love with it again and 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 i really that's what brought me to making pizza and taco was making those chapter books those those graphic chapter books because yeah it's so weird these these terminologies i just want to call them comics uh you know (laughs) i actually had a um an interesting talk with um with a cab driver um who was was concerned by the term graphic novel mm. and because they thought it meant it had graphic content. And, and like, I was like, Oh no, it's, it's a kid's book. It's, and I think that that is an actual big concern in the, in the children's book world. Are people misinterpreting the term graphic, like graphic violence, you know? And it's like, but yeah, no, it's just like, no, graphic doesn't mean <laughs> graphic means pictorial you know <laughs> like <laughs> which is why graphic violence is really you know a bad thing <laughs> you know like, well so, illustrated
1: yeah. violence is that a better yes. term well yeah. illustrated, you know yes. well yeah. illustrated graphic yeah. yes. i've heard that before because a, a lot of people are saying even even people that are in the medium and comic books say don't call it a graphic novel it's a comic book and yeah. like, and so, I mean, I totally get it. Cause I think that was at a term, I think even the creator of mouse of, of it was like, it was a way to bring credibility. You can tell like, even like really compelling stories. They're not just for kids, not just capes and cows, all those things. And maybe we're behind that. Finally, maybe people we'll just say it's, it's an illustrated story. Maybe that's the yeah. best way to put it, illustrated.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. I saw um, Daniel Klaus speak a uh, couple of years back and uh, he was speaking with um, local, um, um, Comic book person, Zach Sally, and it uh, it was at Majors and Quinn here. And it was really great because they were talking about that and they're just like, Yeah, we've had, you know, this, that term came out in like the 80s. And we've had, we've had, you know, 30, 40 years to work on a better term and we haven't come up with one. So (laughs) So we're stuck with it. And basically, that was, you know, like, but it is kind of funny because, like, you know, for instance, like, my books aren't a novel, you know, like a novel is, is, you know, and then there, and then there are, you know, then there's nonfiction, um, graphic novels, which doesn't make any sense either, you know, <laughs> there's, there's yeah. nonfiction and it's like, yeah, how do we like, where do you get this? Like, how? How do you make it make sense? That's why I mean, my series has been called graphic chapter books, you know, because it's like five chapters, five short chapters. So
1: lots of yeah. violence in a short duration. Yes, yes. There you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> just see, just sex and violence with a things. pizza and a taco. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that movie. What Sausage Fest or that was that was it? Yeah. Was yes. that the movie, yeah. yeah, yeah. Graphic cartoon food things <laughs> antics. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember that when Marvel had their line of illustrated classics, which was basically illustrating the classics in comic book form. So, yeah, yeah we, we've, we've come a long way since uh, those days. So I, hopefully we can, we, cannot, we can stop worrying about the classification and just say it's illustrations yeah. with a cool story. Either way, and sometimes it's adult, sometimes it's kitty, sometimes it's just goofy, and sometimes it's just punching the bad guy.
0: For me, I, I remember um, in the 80s um, – when I was collecting comics, uh, the first thing that I ever saw that was called a graphic novel um, was Marvel. Um, And it might've been before that. I'm I'm just saying what I saw. I'm not saying what was the rule, but but Marvel came out with an X-Men graphic novel. um, That was like, it was bigger than the regular comic um, and really nicely illustrated, very, you know, like, you know, painterly looking and, um, and, and very detailed on really nice paper. <laughs> you know, hardbound typically you, right was it hardbound too uh, no it wasn't hardbound it was okay. softbound but it, but it was still like you know a Thick, you know, thick, soft, you know, like a real, like, soft cover book. Not, not, not like, you know, the, they
1: call stuff. it prestige format at times. It was yeah. basically a yes. consolidated story as well versus being, yes. uh, sequential. Yeah.
0: Yes. And it was, you know, and, and they did that for that and they did that for the new mutants. Mm. Um, and, and they might have done for a couple others, but those are two of the comics that I was actually collecting. So, so of course I had to get them. And I don't, I actually don't own those anymore. I don't know where those disappeared off to. But um, I do own a, a huge amount of my collections over, you know, like during that time. But I don't, I, for some reason, I don't have those um, two um, graphic novels.
1: Was that God but loves, man kills? Was that the X Men one?
0: Yes, it was, yeah. it was. It was. Yes, it was. It was back when when Stryker was like yes. a religious character. And it was Mike Pence. Well, yes, <laughs> it looked just like Mike Pence. They always yes, use that yes. one. Yes. <laughs> This monster. Monster. yes yes exactly that's exactly what it was i remember that that's right. yeah yes yeah i I'm, I'm always i'm always interested in how how they i've actually been like revisiting um um well, not revisiting um watching um um Wolverine and the x-men yes the, uh, the animated series
1: was not that the second animated series because there yes. was also another one after that but I remember that series yeah. now very well done and a lot of people yeah. don't remember it yeah
0: yeah. I, I've been watching it. It's on, it's on Disney plus. So I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I'll check it out. It's actually pretty good. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, yeah. you know, but I just always love this like retelling of these same stories in different ways. And it's like, how, like it, it messes with my brain also because I'm like, as like, is there a right story or is it just always to open for interpretation? And I always wonder that about it.
1: No. <laughs> well, Steven, you know what? I've got to be the producer on the show. So I am going to say, this is just the taste of what we're going to be getting into, but we've got to take care of some business. And one of those okay. things is thanking our Patreon secret friend squad. These are the yeah. folks that make things happen in our Patreon. So we just want to say thank you to best bud, Jamie Prinky and our BFFs, Sean, Stella, and Henry Nias, Missy merchant, and, and Andy Millikan. So thank once again, thank you for this. Thank you for Great. supporting our show and you're making all of us happen, making us better through your support. So thank you Patreons. And if you want to join our Patreon, check out patreon.com slash secret friends unite. So with that, Stephen, we get to one of my favorite parts of the show. It's called, "What," and I'm actually I'm debuting the name of this and it's kind of double entendre because we've talked about covers and covers that grace the same episode number of our show when we had to renumber because many comics Mm -hmm. don't make it past 400 so it's very hard to find like comics so we just basically let's take the last two digits so we're going with 22 this one but (laughs) because because there's a fake news site that we always make fun of it's called we got this covered i thought i would double bill it to say this segment's called we got this covered so (laughs) we got this covered is number 22 of rom space night let me tell you something Mm -hmm. about rom space night Wow, he is like a licensed character that Marvel actually didn't know, but they made a comic book out of it. He took on the dire ras, these, these weird aliens that came on, and he crossed over with all of the Marvel stuff in their early 80s. And this comic shows Ram the Space Knight. Uh, he always had like a weird toaster head, which is kind of funny. He had a little uh, square gun, and there was action figures you could buy of them. Um, but it's called basically the tagline. It says, Silver Space Knight and Human Torpedo torpedo Battle the Ravaging Rocketeers. This book came out in September nineteen eighty one. So Stephen, considering we're men of a certain age, do you remember this comic book at your shelf or your rack at your local pharmacy or store? <laughs> I,
0: I I remember Rom, um, but like I I don't remember you know like, not necessarily this particular one, but I do remember Rom when and I remembered that that it was like an action figure and that they based it they, they now did they base this on let. You're, you're saying that they they, they knew they didn't know it was a licensed thing or they knew? or
1: exist. No, they licensed the character. And I'm not sure exactly how that happened what because mean? I can't remember. Around. It was like Micronauts. It was Godzilla. Yeah. They did a bunch oh. of licensed comics back in the day, the Shogun Warriors. And it's like, yeah. but they didn't own the rights. So even finding these comics, it's like you, you should buy these comics because they oh. are not reprinted anywhere. Marvel doesn't own the rights. So they're not there. But yeah, I mean, and so this one's city. a...
0: So they they didn't have
1: the rights to make a comic, and they made a comic with it, huh? No, no, they licensed it. Oh, they licensed it. Oh. I was but trying to figure it. out why, though. It was like, they're like, this guy looks awesome, and we're going to incorporate him in our universe, too. It wasn't, yeah. like, even separate. Like, Rom was, like, taking on, like, villains, and superheroes are crashing over. So it was just a weird thing you wouldn't see these days.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny, because um, when I when I give presentations um, at, at schools about – creating comics as a kid when I was a kid, one of the things that I actually had, um, and I still have um, all of them, the ones that I have, which is not the full alphabet, but I had the original Marvel Universe comics, you know, um, that came out. So, you know, a, a through B is number one, you know, D, you know, like... I so had forth. those too. Yep, they were, and, were wonderful. And... and, and the one that I show in my slideshow um, to kids is always the one with Rom in it, and it's just because I wanted to pick something that they wouldn't know, you know, like just to show you that there's some, some, you know, like I didn't want to pick something that was like, you know, like the classic character. I wanted to be like, here's Rom, you know, like in the Marvel universe, you know, like this is this is something, you know, like just because I love how I love how I love how those um, just kind of you know the the whole origins and everything just like are laid out for you. And I think that's a really, I do that with kids where we create a new character and we do kind of that, you know, it's like the
1: Bible, book. right? The Bible yes. of yes. how you're going to use this character, what his yes. traits are. And I would love it. Even like, I think I remember the one, the Marvel universe of, you know, handbook or whatever uh, they had Wolverine. And it's like, then they basically dissect bisected him where it was like, they oh, show his, his admin team uh, skeleton yes. too. It was kind of yeah. gross. Or they show like, this is the headquarters of shield and or, or whatever. And it goes 18 levels and here's each level. And yes. or. I love that stuff. It's just so geeky and weird. And they didn't have to do that, but you know, they knew we wanted to know. I'm sure it's a great resource for
0: the artists and the, and the writers too. Oh, like yeah. just, to, you know, like, cause they're, I also like, I always, I always think about that. Cause when I was a kid, I obviously loved comics and always like kind of hoped that one day I'd be drawing comics. And, and I never did that, but like, I never pursued that part of it, but like thinking about writing, Another character, another person's character is so interesting to me, but yet the keeps going, it's kind of like, it's like legitimate fan fiction, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. they just keep going, you know, like, and I think that's, I think that's kind of interesting. It's, you know, cause I have friends who do both who do, who do their own work and then do, um, you know, like, um, I, I know someone who does, um, who's, who is working on, a, a, um, the, um, the avatar last airbender, you know, comics, and so he was doing all the art and he's local here in Minneapolis. And oh, very cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Peter Wortman is his name and he, he was doing all those and it's like, wow, that's really cool. And, and just, just but at the same time, like not being able to tell your, it's just a weird thing of telling somebody else's story. It's kind of an interesting thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I
1: just we just had an author slash editor at another press, uh, he, he for uh, for an imprint, and he did the DC book of lists, and it was really that's all it was. It was like eighty lists of like the 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 top time, you know, top ten mm-hmm. times the Joker got beat by Batman. It was like all these things. He had to draw all this stuff, and he wow. needed all of like real facts and things. And he said, but sometimes they gave him a little grace because they couldn't even remember or they couldn't find a reference. They said, I guess it's in. <laughs> <laughs> and that was from DC's publisher. So you gotta love it that there's a little bit of grace there. So um, yeah, so folks, if you're interested in, in checking out ROM, the only thing I can say is go to your, you know, your local comic book con, maybe your comic book shop, look in the quarter bin, and you might find ROM Space Knight. Well worth a the look.
0: There's no like Rom
1: master collection. There might be. Sometimes they get a Masterworks. You know rum. what? If anybody deserved it, Rom did. So very good. Well, that is it for our introduction of the show. But now it's time for us to check in with our gal pal, our senior news correspondent. So without further delay, Madam Webb, take it away.
0: Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys.
1: Thank you, Madam Webb. Madam Webb. Stephen went to school in Rhode Island. Now, I believe because of certain rules and regulations, you are no longer allowed in the state of Rhode Island. I believe they put out a um, I don't know if even that's possible. like a state can actually give you a deceased and desist order. but I don't know what you did, Madam Webb, but maybe Stephen, there's pictures of her up in like convenience stores in Rhode Island, like she's not allowed. <laughs> so you know, maybe you'll have some more more information on that, but, you know, Madam Webb, Maybe you guys will eventually work it out. Rhode Island, Rhode Island is a very small state, so maybe they can be forgiving. They need everybody they can get in Rhode Island. Oh well. Um, With that, (laughs) Madam Webb has brought us some news, Stephen. So with that, we've got three stories. Two trailers and actually a cool story about the world of ever evolving digital publication. So, the first one is the Marvel's trailer. We got our trailer. This movie's coming out in November. This movie was originally supposed to come out in July, uh, but Disney is wanting to like space out their content. Um, Bob Iger has come back to the Mouse House and said, We're going to make this financially feasible. We're going to make Marvel content not so much all the time so we make people actually want it and desire it more often so they're going to space it out so the marvels is a unique marvel movie property because it's essentially taking in captain marvel monica rambo who has been known as photon captain marvel uh binary no i don't remember i don't think she was binary but she's been many many different things but she was introduced in um wandavision in that series as well. And she gained abilities in that series. And then we also have Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel, who was just in the Marvel series on Disney plus last year. And one of my favorite series on Marvel plus or Disney plus. Um, so with that, they're now brought together because apparently because of something is bringing them together. They're linked. And that's what they talk about in the trailer. Miss um, Marvel has a bangle. Uh, Captain Marvel is linked to the infinity stones and, Wanda imbued Monica with some abilities, so it's it's a little bit mishmashy. We don't know how this works, but it's happening, and this looks like a ton of fun. Miss Marvel, holy cow! Every time she just emotes, she just makes me smile, and it's going to be bringing all these things. Nick Fury's back. Uh, uh, we don't necessarily know what the who the big bad is yet. We know it's a person that also has a bangle on her arm as well. Don't really know. But with all of this, Steven, are you caught up on all of this stuff or is it like some of the stuff off your radar?
0: So I'm, I am, I'm actually caught up on, on, on most of the Marvel things. Uh, I loved, I love Miss Marvel too. I thought it was, um, I thought they, they did what DC has been trying to do for <laughs> like, for the past like 10 years. <laughs> um, so they did it and they did it well. They did, you know, like a teen story, um, a little bit of romance, but just tiny and in the background versus in the foreground. It wasn't a lot of like, oh, he didn't say that, she didn't say that, or what you know, like like all the misprisions of, of Arrow and the Flash and all those like heartache stories that are just Dawson Creeks with superheroes. Um, so, and um, so yeah, I think they just did this really great thing and and she was a great character, and I thought it was also like I learned a lot about different cultures that I, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And there was like a lot of different things that were really well done and and really, you know, like, and not done didactically. I think they were just woven into the story really nicely where it was like where I learned a lot as well and just I and also just super fun. So like I'm really excited to see that she's transferring to the big screen. Um and I am up to date on 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 Captain Marvel. I you know, I wasn't I'm not I'm not familiar with uh, with Rambo as much but like I did watch WandaVision so I know that part of her but like that I, that's that's as far as I get with it. So, yeah, I like I watched WandaVision, <laughs> which also I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I've actually enjoyed it. I've watched, uh, Yeah, <laughs> sadly, maybe it's not sadly. I've watched all the Marvel stuff on on, on Disney Plus that there is in all the Marvel movies. I actually went through a time where I started to try and watch them chronologically. Um, and I think, I think I just did it chronologically how they came out
1: versus... I think that's the appropriate way. I think they always say as they produce them, because if you watch something out of order, yeah, you're going to have more knowledge, but it it, it, thematically, narratively, it's a little mishmash. I mean, even the fact that they've caught all this, kept all this stuff together, is is really impressive. And to your point, um, the fact that we're essentially Captain Marvel's last movie came out in 2019, so it was like the precursor. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the to everything ending in the like the the the, the big infinity yes. war crossover i mean she that was like the last big movie that we has the solo character and then yeah. it's kind of come where it is now and so it's kind of cool to see carol come back and looks like she's actually kind of getting to have some fun because mm-hmm. that was kind of thing missing in the captain marvel movie was just a sense of fun it was like all serious because he had a mission to do it she was an air force pilot all Business yeah. and this one looks like she's just like it's almost like she has to be the straight person for all the craziness that's going around her. Yeah. And it makes it's like Lou, you know, Lou Castle and, and and uh oh god, I'm blanking their names, Abbott and Lou, yes. Lou, Abbott, and I can't remember I'm messing up their first names, I love them as much. I love that comedy trio, but yeah. it's essentially who's on first, and you see as yeah. they use their powers, they they shimmy back. It's like the it's like the uh the uh, uh the swap. And, and you can't use your power. So it looks really fun. I don't know what the end game of this, and that's kind of a good thing. I, yeah. I'm glad it's just going to be a lighter fare, but we'll move things forward. Of course, there'll be like a in trailer. Um, so with that, um, I am curious what the end game is. A lot of the characters I don't rec- I don't recognize any villains per se. Like in the like we had like the Ronan the Accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy. It looks like who mm-hmm. Lee Pace played. Looks like there's also that that one woman with the bangle on her hand. Looks like she could also could be an accuser with the mm-hmm. Kree. So maybe that's where it is. I don't know. <laughs> I
0: don't know either. no it, it, it looked like and I. I, 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 I I'm glad that they. I'm glad they're doing this. I think this will be a really interesting series, or yeah. a really interesting film to see. And now, is this coming out in theaters? Then in, it is. is yeah, right, uh, sure. 10th. Yep. It's it's always interesting to see what Disney Plus does and what they're doing. You know how they keep and and that, yeah. Once again, that's cool that they're bringing somebody from the television series to the TV because to the movies. Because they've done it vice versa. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it'll work well. Uh, before this, you are getting uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out in May. And then after that, you get Secret Invasion, which the trailer came out a couple of weeks ago we talked about. And that should be a lot of fun. And that is Nick Fury focused and talking about okay. the Skrulls. And with Marvel, the Skrull Kree, Yes. Uh, that is a yes, huge that, galactic yeah. issue. Yes. And Secret Invasion is one of my favorite comic book series of all time because it's all about who is who, who is what, uh, can who can you trust? And I would love to see that be a recurring storyline because it's a lot of fun. It's spies and intrigue. It's very cool. So yes, this coming November 10th, cannot wait for this. So get ready, Marvelites. You've got something new coming your way. Um, Something else that's coming out is the second trailer, which was new on a lot of people's radar. You know, Dracula's hot. Vampires are always hot. Uh, We got the update on Blade. We're going to get Mia Goth in the new Blade movie, which was just announced, which is very cool. Hopefully that actually happens. I know there's been some trouble there. But um, we've also had Renfield, which just came out, which I've not gotten to see yet, but I want to see Renfield because, you know, vampires being funny are always a good thing. Um, But we're getting a serious take on Dracula in the proper brahm stoker's take essentially there's a new movie coming out called the last voyage of the demeter and this is based on one chapter within brahm stoker's dracula this is about where dracula uh came from europe to the united well to the uk i'm trying to remember where it was the uk right it was london proper. Was in America. That would make sense. Yes, I, I guess so. <laughs> so there you go. I, I'm I'm illiterate. I know that I am not into my classics. But when Dracula had to traverse, <laughs> Dracula had to traverse long distances on a boat. Uh, he was put on a vessel with the, the the with the soil and brought forward. And when that boat showed up, everyone was dead. So, this is kind of like the lost story yes. within that story. Um, and it looks a very. Bit of a spoiler alert there, Todd. Oh, I know. I know. I'm spoiling the Howl of the movie. I get it, Stephen. You know what, folks? Come back if you have not watched this classic. Watch the watch the Francis Ford Coppola movie. See any version of Dracula you want. It's there. Dracula Dead and Loving It, I think, was even the, 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 the Mel Brooks movie. But there we go. Um, but this movie looks really. It's it's looks like an interesting balance because it's just not too like secretive, like is it truly a vampire? Is it truly cause they show it in the trailer. Just mm-hmm. there is a vampire creature. They mentioned Dracula right in the trailer. So if you're spoiler reverse, don't watch even watch the trailer apparently. Um but it's it's on a boat, it's basically Dracula on a boat. And how does it's like speed. You don't want to die, no. right? It's the speedboat with, with these people, and they've got to survive it. Um, you've got uh, a diverse cast. You've got a, a gentleman who, um, and I'm just going to go through the cast really quick. Uh, basically, the director uh, is Andre Alverdal, who uh, directed Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. And Troll Hunter, which came out on Netflix uh, not that long ago, mm-hmm. um, and it's based on once again that 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 chapter called the Captain's Log. The actors involved in this are Corey Hawkins from Straight Out of Compton, Aisling Franciosi from Game of Thrones and the Nightingale, Liam Cunningham, uh, better known as Davos in Game of Thrones, and David yes. Delmasian, who was in the Suicide Squad. He was playing um, the Polka Dot Man. He was also in. Um, the guy who kept on saying "Bobby Yaga" and Ant Man as well, really fun fun <laughs> actor is in this. And there's also, I think the most part, there is a child and a dog. And when you have a child and a dog and Dracula's involved and nobody shows up, I mean, maybe they survive. I hope they survive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, you, you want the dog to survive.
1: <laughs> At least exactly, the dog. you do. So, I'd be so wrong. Um, but this sounds like it's like it's just going to basically they they discover it. They have to survive. Um, was it a interesting decision to put a Smashing Pumpkins song in this trailer? <laughs>
0: I think that makes sense, them, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> you know, at a certain point, I think you get away with things like that. It's like a night's tale. It's one of my, it's my wife and I's, one of our favorite movies. It's medieval, but it has like modern rock songs, which we enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's just a fun movie. So sometimes you can get away with it and it works. Sometimes it just doesn't. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um like the Marvel's trailer we just saw had Intergalactic. Perfect. Beastie Boys, it works pretty well. Uh, yeah. This, uh, you know, The World is a Vampire. Is that two on the nose? You know, that, 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 that <laughs> lyric, but, oh, well, um, they do make a note kind of feels like an alien story where it's, you know, kind of a creature stalking people. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it. I think this could be very good. It's an August horror film and Steven, you're a horror fan. Um, I kind of like when you get movies like horror movies outside of, uh, the normal, uh, the timeframes, because they kind of break up like the box office and the, the, all the big things and it gives you something a little bit smaller.
0: Yeah, no, I think, yeah, it's, it seems really fun. I, you know, there, it's always good to see a horror movie in the, in the summertime.
1: I like, I like to show horror movies in our backyard in the, in the summertime. So. Yes, yes, you do. And we need to take you up on that because we didn't get to do it last time. The last cool horror movie I saw over the summer was last year was Blackphone, Uh really cool thriller. I don't know if we call it a horror, but it was really, really well done. Did you get to see that? I did not get to see that. Well,
0: we showed last year. We showed um, Killer Clowns in Outer Space, and um, and we showed um, Pumpkinhead, which I hadn't seen since um, I was a teen, pretty much. So yeah, so I was like, I was really excited to to see Pumpkinhead, like again, and, it, and it's like an hour and fifteen minutes long, but it's a great movie. It's so a tight
1: one fifteen. Yeah, go. it is. It yeah, is. It's a good story and,
0: and great monster. Great monster.
1: Yeah, I gotta you know, love and, Pumpkinhead.
0: And it was at the time when, like, when the when the when there was no CGI. It was you know Stan Winston was directing, and and they, he he, you know, like, at that time horror movies would always be like the last very five minutes of the movie you'd see the monster, you know, or maybe fully see the monster once, the, but throughout this whole movie, like. There's, you know, I know it's only an hour and fifty minutes, but still like throughout the whole movie, you see the monster like roaming around and stuff, and like your full body, and that was really like at the time it was like revolutionary. But like, it, but it, the, the other thing is it still holds up. I I will say,
1: yeah, yeah it's not like Jason was just a guy in a mask, right, or Freddie yeah. with a, a guy in gloves yeah. and a hat. So to do something like that where you've got some artistry with the with with yeah. the makeup and 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 things like that, it's pretty impressive. So with this, we did see Dracula. In more of a monster shape, rather than yes. like the the the, the 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 suave guy with like yes. Gary, the Gary Ullman big head, the buffon. Yes. <laughs> like, interesting choice, you know. It's not. You know, it's like my aunt Helen. <laughs> I, feel and like, I feel like at
0: the time when that came out, uh, uh, you know, like it was Coppola and it was it was Bram Stoker's Dracula. I I feel like I was the only person who didn't like that movie. <laughs>
1: I love that movie, but it was okay. like, it was, it was, it was, it was a feel. It was, cause it was like Keanu Reeves. Oh, Ted is in this movie. playing Harker. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it's an Between interesting movie. Between him and
0: Winona Ryder's yes. performance was like, they were very stiff and like could barely pull off an accent. Oh, come
1: and- on. They, they, you, you haven't heard, you've never heard a better British accent than what they pulled <laughs> off. <laughs> Exemplary taught in all the acting schools. Watch them. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this should be fun. August 10th. It's, it's, um, we, by, by, by the way, Steven, uh, to let everybody know, we are doing our summer box office, uh, competition. We do this every year. Secret friends unite. We put it in our discord group. We're opening it up to everyone. It's a lot of fun. Once again, we've got more movies this year than we had in, in last couple, because COVID is kind of essentially wrapping up, and more people going to the movies, so we're getting more yes. movies in there. So it, it, trying to predict the box office, like last year, figuring out that like Top Gun was going to be the biggest movie of all time, holy cow. Yeah. So having a movie like this in August, we didn't have that last year. So this could be yeah. a dark horse of a movie that does very well and could do just well enough to get in the top ten. So this is very exciting to me. I love progn- prognosticating. I love games, and this is one of our favorites. So if you're interested in joining our summer box office, Competition, Stephen, you or anybody listening, let us know. We're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But um, going, yeah, I haven't like- actually
0: been to a theater in a really long time. Oh, really? We just not- yeah. I, but, but, but I'm starting to see live shows again. You know, okay. like, where it's yeah. like oh, I'll go get tickets to that. And you know, like yeah, it's kind of the like, that's kind of where my my level of comfort is. Yeah. Of. <laughs> <laughs> I think also the other thing is like so many things have like immediately come to. Come to like one of the streaming services, you know. So it's like, oh, yeah, I can wait. <laughs> you know,
1: that was our conundrum this weekend. We'll talk about when we get about what we were watching. But um, yeah, we we just saw a couple of movies and we we're trying to figure out which one we're going to watch. I'm like, well, which one's going to be the in streaming faster? And that's typically a discussion point. But um, yeah. we we might have chosen unwisely, but I enjoyed the movie. Oh well, we'll talk about that in <laughs> a little bit. Uh, the last story we have uh, to talk about is actually about a new comic book publisher. And this comes out of the ashes of the old comicsology. So, comicsology was kind of a pioneer in digital publishing for comic books. They're the first ones to really get everybody behind them Marvel, DC, Independence to put their comics books digitally, and not have to worry about like piracy, that you would actually be able to make money selling your comic books and also not pissing off the retailers like your local comic book shop. It went really well. Um, and when something goes really well, what happens? Amazon buys you, and that's what happens. <laughs> Amazon bought <laughs> Comixology. And wow, they let that. they let Comixology do their own thing for a long time. They created mm-hmm. even a service called Comixology Unlimited, which was a subscription service where they offered a great collection of every publisher so you could kind of like just try things. Um, but they didn't have the whole library, like a Marvel Unlimited or a DC Infinite. It was just like, here's Image, and here's IDW, and here's Boom Studios, and here's Marvel, and here's DC. And you're going to give you like a couple of trades and a couple of single issues for you to try out series to see if you like them and then support them elsewhere. It, it was phenomenal. And then what happens with Amazon – is they decide oh this is working great let's ruin it so they went in and essentially got rid of everything comicsology based and tried to link it into the, like their Kindle services which made it like mm. a nightmare to navigate it was hard mm. to understand what you could purchase and what you couldn't uh, what was part of the unlimited service they also created some unlimited originals which was great but once again buried hard to find. Put it on your wish list. Does it go to your like wish list that you tell your wife you wanted to buy you socks? But there's a comic book now. <laughs> it got really messy. So uh, the everything dropped out. Um, I think comixology has improved. It's still a good service in regards to what they offer and to people to read. Um, but um, it's not what it used to be. So the the founders of comixology have went forth, they left the company of Amazon and they have created a new a publisher called Distillery, and of course it's spelled like with Leet Speak, so it's D-S-T-L-R-Y. Distillery. Maybe it means something else. Maybe it's, it should be pronounced differently. I don't know. That's how I take it. Um, it's a next generation comic publisher that aims to redefine creator-owned comic books and collectibles. So this is how it's going to be done. It's a creator-focused publisher, aims to give creators fair deals alongside company ownership. Comics will be released in limited physical and digital item drops and available online or in store at local comic book shops. So they're going to do digital and physical uh, publishing, which is a unique format to go after, especially if it's limited, which is a unique take too, because you think of Digital should be unlimited, right? You you don't run out of bits and, you know, bits and bytes. I mean, it's like, it's like when people say, Oh, we've sold out. I'm like, How did you sold out? It's copy paste. Oh, well, maybe they're going to be, it's like NFTs and all this stuff. We don't want to get into that, but it's like, you know, it is a scenario thing uh, where maybe they think that they can limit limit that and add value to it. And if you want to get it as a secondary purchaser, they're basically saying that they can come up with a way to essentially if you choose to own it or if, if you own it, you can choose to sell it. And it, there's a chain of custody where the creator, the illustrator, the author, I'm not sure how it always works sometimes because it's maybe the author's creation and he basically contracts the illustrator. I don't know. It's, it's always an interesting thing. It's not always 50, 50 between uh, creative duos yeah. um, as you know Stephen, and we know mm-hmm. like certain <laughs> certain partnerships.
0: Partners uh, get less. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Um, it's it's interesting because of that. Um, it's a way to basically say that the creators will get residuals from the next purchase, which has been lacking in the industry because in comics it's work for hire typically, and it's you you get paid for you know number of pages or something like Mm -hmm. that or even a contract but it's just that you don't you you lose rights when your character is used on the screen you don't have any of those things unless you have like a deal with like an image where you actually own it maybe dark horse things like that it's like Mm -hmm. mike mcnolan hellboy where i believe he retains the rights he sold off the rights to have them in film but he got the brunt of that versus dark horse so yeah long story short so this could be very interesting um, how it works. Um, and the, the the cast of creators is pretty impressive. Scott Snyder. Uh, we got James Tinian. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to look at Jock. Uh, Becky Cloonan. Um, going in here, Jamie McKelvey. Great, great writer. Um, and other creators are involved in this uh, with just they've done like their own personal stuff. Have worked for Marvel. Uh, so they're on board. Uh, to basically create new creations for this service. So with that, Stephen, if distillery came knocking on your door versus a Marvel or a DC, and you know how they do their business, would this be more agreeable to you to do something original where you own that you'd have ownership and get money back? Or would you rather have a big check from one of the big two?
0: Yeah, that's it's a re- it's a really that's a really new way of approaching things digitally in general, just because I know like, you know, like with the music industry, for instance, you know, like you were you were never able to resell anything, you know, and but, you know, but also, once again, like, what do you what do you sell a used MP3 for? Or, you know, <laughs> whatever yeah. the file is that you would get? What do you sell a used PDF? Like, the, it's still the same quality you know, like as a new one. And why would you buy, why would you buy new even for that matter? You know, like if there was used, that's a, that's a really, you know, like, like it makes sense with like, you know, vinyl or tapes or anything like that because, or, you know, even DVDs because the more you use them, the more worn out they get. But yeah, I don't, I, 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 as a creator, it would be, that would be some, that would be a lot of, there'd be a lot of discussions over that, a lot of figuring out like what to do with that. Cause I, cause I do, um, I do in my contracts, I have digital rights and different things like that and, and performance rights and so forth. And, and it is interesting to find when people, you know, like and merchandising rights and so forth. So it's just like, it's interesting, you know, when people are coming to you and asking you for, you know, percentages of your rights and different things like that and for for a good check or something so yeah i don't know it, it, it's a, it sounds like they're they're coming at it from a very logical standpoint but i just the other thing is i just wonder how many if you're in the process of buying used digital stuff you're, you're also probably pretty savvy enough to probably just get it for free
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you make a great point. And now it becomes, you know, it becomes like you know iTunes and things like that. And they, let's yeah. say, said, I think what they said, like piracy is a weird. You know, we don't typically try to endorse piracy. Obviously, if something, yes. if you if you can purchase something, purchase it. And yeah, then if, yeah. it's, if it becomes a scenario like out of print, like DC versus Marvel, or no, Justice League versus Avengers, you can't mm-hmm. buy that book. It's not digital anywhere. It's like, I don't even know how you find that book. So it's one of those things, no. like, if no one wants to sell it to me, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Track one copy and overpay for it? And and it's not like the, the not the creator's not even getting that money. George Perez is you know, past, he's not making yeah. money off it. Marvel yeah. isn't either. So it's an interesting thing. But I think people said like with iTunes, when it became more of a problem to buy an MP3 at a two bucks versus downloading it through like Napster or something. They said people would gra- gladly pay they convenience. They don't like, you know, having you those things. So I think convenience trumps, as we found, like people just watching movies on the small screen. It's like, that's not the best way to do it. Well, it's easy, right? It's not like yeah. watching on the biggest screen. It's not beautiful because it's easy. It's convenient. I can watch it on my phone. So even think, subscriptions are too. Yeah.
0: You know, like, like, like Spotify, like, like I'm a music collector. Like I, I used to have tons and tons of vinyl. Like I don't have tons and tons of vinyl anymore. I've sold it most of it off over the years. And then like, you know, and I still have, you know, like a, you know, a couple hundred CDs, a couple hundred albums, but like, you know, like, but I stream most of my music now and my, my music, you know, like catalogs on Spotify are like, you know, like I've got probably like. Fifty thousand songs on there if not more you know (laughs) because i can just do whatever i want with them you know and and it's it's that's that's a really it's a really tough thing like i like and and i and i feel for the artists i understand like you know like i think the payment thing has to be figured out a little bit better but but yeah but i it is it is that convenience thing
1: yeah Well, you know, not everybody has the ability to be the Wu-Tang clan who makes one copy of an album, sells it to a, uh, the guy who, what was it? He, he basically priced the farmer bro, whatever his name was. And then it's like that album. It's like, wait, so Wu-Tang's not going to release that album. Did they really even have a deal with that? It just, that stuff is just crazy, but you could do like one off Stevens. Like if you look at it the wrong way, it, it like dissolves and that's gone forever yes. it's like you <laughs> own that yeah oh well. well
0: i i had a friend who actually they made um they made albums um and i they they put sandpaper um on the inside of the cover oh no
1: so you pull it out it was just like oh, as soon as you pulled out the record oh
0: You it <laughs> uh, hurts
1: my heart <laughs> It's a collector's, yeah. You can never play it, yeah. I own yes. the the rare like vinyl I own is the Bob's Burgers album that they created. Oh, nice. I found it and like, oh, this is awesome. So, and it's more for just like collectability. It's kind of like yes. one of my favorite bands of all time that produced two albums. They broke up, Jellyfish. And there mm-hmm. was selling like singles that you could buy. I'm like, that's way too expensive. I don't even have a vinyl player, so I'm like, yeah. eh, I'll walk away from that one. But oh well, oh well. Well, <laughs> I'm curious to see how this works out. I'll let you know, Stephen, if they, they they if there's any feedback from this and you know how it goes. Maybe it becomes like the fire that sets all publishers a lit, and then creators get more ability to make more money as they create, which is always a good thing.
0: I will say, from 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 my standpoint in the children's book world, um, we there since digital came out there's the threat of never having a job and i never you know or like losing all their money and everything but in the children's book world like when i sell when i sell uh, my books and i get my royalty statements i'll have like three digital downloads yep you know and then you know umpteenth amount of like hard copies. So in the children's book world, at least I think books are still well alive and, um, and that's nice. And for me, especially with comics and everything, I, I always, I, I teetered on like getting the comicsology and, and, on the other ones because cause of the unlimited possibilities, but I don't actually like reading on screens and I'd rather like, you know, like I like the old paper and <laughs> everything's <laughs> and looking at the art that way just cause it's what I'm used to. I'm old and, um, but yeah, uh, I, you know, I have nothing against it. It's just for me, it's like, I'd rather have comics in my hand. You know,
1: it's, it's so funny cause I'm also old and I love uh, the, the guided panel, the, the, the ability to increase text font size, read yeah. it that way. And, you know, so I'm, it's, it's kind of, there's always a way to go and people do that. And you know, like when I went on my trip to Europe, I read a lot of books and things. Yeah. I'm like, I couldn't take all of those with me and they're kind of nice to have with me. So, um, you know, that's, what's great flexibility. Everybody thought Amazon was going to kill bookstores. Guess what? People still prefer reading uh, a book. And I even got a, well, I have a book right next to me, but I can't pull it out. Cause it's my, behind my monitor. Oh, well. uh, but <laughs> that is it for the new segment of the show. So with that, it's time for us now to go to our favorite establishment to get some drinks and talk about the geeky stuff we're loving. And that's the Geek Easy.
0: Talk nerdy to me. Uh, talk nerdy to me.
1: We're sitting the Geek Easy. Drinks are poured and we are ready to get our nerd on. So, Stephen, what's going on in the world of nerd that you're enjoying these days?
0: All right. Well, uh, how about I cover the stuff I'm I am enjoying? I wrote you a long list of things, but uh, <laughs> I'll do the things I am enjoying most. Um, I I've been I've been re looking at um, all the uncanny X Men, um, and that's been a real fun thing to do because this is kind of this is right about the time that I started collecting. So I, I started reading them from you know from one hundred up, uh, and and that's been a lot of fun just to see because. I'm at a point where actually I think I own most of the comics now from this is a this goes to 159 151 to 159. Um,
1: is that and, a specific arc? Is it like just a um, well this is um, this
0: is it's past it's yeah it's um, this is the um, sorry um, this is the arc that talks about um, um, Star Jammer being Scott's oh, father. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. With yes, Corsairs they, and the
1: Shar Empire and the X-Men in yes. space. X-Men in space! X-Men in space, space exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so,
0: which is really interesting because this is, like, before I started really collecting them. Yeah. And so, like, it's kind of like this, like, really interesting storyline. It was at a time when my friend um was, like, showing me the comics, and I remember seeing a lot of these, like, drawings and everything, but, like, but I didn't own any yet. Um, it was before that, so I've been really interested in that. Um, the other thing is, uh, I, I'm kind of just revisiting my whole life um, in comics. So, so in college, um, favorite one was 8-Ball Comics um, by Daniel Close, and they came out with
1: the like the complete eight ball. That'll um, give you a carpal tunnel holding that bad yes, boy up. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so they call it, what so so they used to call it was like the
1: phone book. Like, Cerberus used to have the, the phone book versions where it was like yeah. it was thick, heavy, not always. And now uh, I'm assuming, I'm hoping those are a little bit more high quality yeah. than the Cerberus ones because those were just like the cheapest. No, these um, are nice. Yeah. Okay, these nice. nice. But but yeah. yeah, but
0: these did not go to Mexico with me um, yeah. <laughs> on the trip, <laughs> and the same thing with this. Um, I revisited ElfQuest.
1: Oh my um, goodness! Yes, one Elfquest. of the original indie comics.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. and so I grew up in upstate New York, and so um, Wendy and Richard peeny were from Poughkeepsie, um, Warp Comics. Wendy and Richard peeny W A R P R. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, they they that was just um that was really fun to actually revisit because i hadn't yeah. seen this since i was a kid and 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 they actually hold up pretty well a little text heavy sure um but you know like that was comics at the time and the artwork is
1: amazing like the ink work is amazing it's all the world, all, it, world creation is just so cool too because it's like yeah. else but it's like you've got the wolf tribe and you've yes. got all these different ones and it's it's always it always it, it always frustrated me that that World and those that that property never got really a claim uh, yes. outside of the small medium of comics. It's, it would yeah. have today, it just yes. at the time, it just yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised that even to this day, that someone hasn't tried to like someone of, of a Peter Jackson status or something, you know, has not tried to acquire something like this to make it into something because there it's all there, it's all there, yeah. The, <laughs> the ending gets a little like the last couple get you know, like speed along a little bit mm-hmm. too quick. Um, um, in this is just the original series. I don't think I actually continued it further than the original series. My sister actually is the one who collected them, but I always read them as well. Um,
1: it, and, yeah, it's, no. and it's very female friendly at a time when yep. most comics, it's like, no, we don't have female lead characters or they've got to be like sexy or something like that. This is like, it was, it was pretty much male, female, equal yep. level. And she did work for DC a little bit, and yeah. a couple other pla- and a couple
0: other things. And um Wendy Wendy Pini also she was also known for dressing as um Red Sonia um at Comic Cons yep. and things, <laughs> which was which I just like I, I looked her up recently because when I was reading these I was like oh that's so interesting to find out about these you know like like because they were they were this like thing where it was like and they were they were touted as independent comics at the time and but like just so legit. I mean, mm-hmm. like the, the, the quality that they were putting out was just amazing um, at the time. And, you know, even by today's standards. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And yeah, other than that, I, I like television wise. Um, I will say the, the thing this season that I've been enjoying the most has been Picard. Um,
1: yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, like I've watched all,
0: I've been watching all the Star Wars stuff. Andor was amazing. Um, but like, but more, more recently Mandalorian, it's, it's kind of up and down for me this season. Um, I'm still happy with it, but, um, but yeah, Picard has been just killing it. And, and, and I will say like, I, I stuck to the first two seasons. The first one was okay. And second one was like,
1: oh crap, they're going back. in time. <laughs> It's like, and, are they going to throw anything else at the wall to see if it sticks? Oh, remember yeah. this plot line we didn't resolve here? It is boop. Yes. <laughs> And I
0: I feel like I feel like it almost the second season almost did the third season a little bit of disservice right now. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, like the Borg aren't all sweet and nice now. Um, (laughs) That's right because of the the new Borg Queen. Because of the second season, yeah, Yeah, they went back, back in time to make the Borg nice. Uh, so, so we'll see maybe this is a different space-time continuum you know like I don't know um, but but I hope it's not that because that would be a little bit like ah, I like the board kind of more evil
1: yeah you don't want to overuse a good villain because they, no. once again, become too familiar. They become, like, uh, not a threat anymore. Uh, no. You take away their teeth, like Q or or, or certain things like that. No. Um, lore, uh, the Romulans, all yeah. those things. So I've been very happy with season two. Uh, Charlie, who's obviously not here, he is all, all in on this, and it's great. It does be, it, He's always said the last time we got the TNG crew together was uh, Nemesis. Not a good movie. Not <laughs> a, appropriate. So now we're all back together. I always thought, well, maybe they'll bring back you know, certain other characters or certain things. Mm -hmm. And so they could always do that. And, um, he's was always hoping, uh, that we would get, uh, a spinoff series from Picard with, um, let's see, uh, seven of nine and the other captain, uh, uh, blanking on his name. Yeah, I
0: know you. Like, yes, yes. Who
1: unfortunately, yeah. no spoilers. Uh, yes. That is not going to happen, folks. But yes, I know there could be a really good because uh, right now with Star Trek's an interesting space because we've got the Far Past, of strange new worlds. We've got Discovery, which is ending, but it's in the far future. Yeah, and we don't really have anything in this time frame, so it could be cool to have an ongoing series with Seven of Nine or parts of TNG crew continuing to do cool stuff. Yes.
0: No, I, yeah, I, like I said, I, I just, I really enjoyed it. It, it. It's been, it's been fun this season and, and they've been doing, they, they've been doing it right, which is really interesting. Cause uh, like, like I said, the first two were okay and I enjoyed them both, but like, you know, but this one is definitely like, I think, I think and including all the characters too is always fun to have all the original characters and everything. That's been a lot of fun too. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, yeah, that's,
1: that's mostly what I've been consuming. What you What have you been consuming lately? Well, it, it was funny because I was in Europe like the last two weeks, catching up on things, so I really haven't had a lot of new things. Um, I, I watched a lot of bad movies on the plane. That's that, Steve and I watched my first fast and furious movie. I watched number five because it was on the plane. Wow, yeah. wow, that's all I can say. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, these are way too popular for what they are, but that's okay. Yes. <laughs>
0: It's okay. It's okay. I actually went through them at one point. I think last summer, like just like re- f- to watch something before I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So I finally watched my first one. Uh, I may see the, the 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 next one. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. They're just silly movies. Uh, they're not on my radar for the most part. But oh well. But. Uh, I did watch two movies this weekend, one with my son, one with my wife. Um, It was my birthday weekend. Got to just have a good time as i recovering from the European trip. So I saw Super Mario Brothers movie. Not the one from the 90s, which was not very good. Um, But we all watched it because that was all we got uh, with the Mario Brothers. Well, this one's an Illumination film uh, partnered with Nintendo and they essentially gave us a video game on screen with Mario Brothers. Um, I don't want to give any way spoilers, although I don't know if you can really give away spoilers. It's Mario Brothers. They're uh, pump, jumping on mushrooms. Jack Black is is Co- uh, King Koopa. Uh, uh, Bowser, sorry. Uh, Bowser used to mm-hmm. be King Koopa. His yeah. name has changed through years. Um, but it was fun. Um, I, I I think the animation was really vibrant and beautiful. Uh, the story was plot light. Um, Mario was the main feature. Princess wow. Peach did get quite a bit of screen time, which was great. And she had a lot of, uh, she was definitely the most capable of the characters where she could kick mm-hmm. butt, do all these things. Uh, Jack black was great. Chris, uh, the, the Chris, and, and this was adequate. And, and it was funny because, um, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Seth, Seth, uh, Rogan. Oh. Yes. Seth Rogan. He right. didn't even try. He just did his own voice as Donkey Kong. And so why not? Right. Um, but it was fun. There is a extra credit scene at the end. Not really worth it staying for, but it was what it was. It's a cute movie. That's the best thing I can say about it. My son and I were pointing out like little spoilers and Easter eggs and things like that. So we had a good time. Son and child was a good time. Um, not a great movie, but fun. That's the best way to put it. Um, but the movie that I did see that was really, I was worried about it. And that's Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. I've I talked really about, want to see this one. Okay. So I was traumatized by the 2000 Dungeons and Dragons oh, movie. With, with the Wayne brothers? With the Wayne brothers and Jeremy. Yeah. Um, oh God, I'm blanking on names. I'm horrible with names. Jamie, Jeremy irons irons was a bad villain yeah. Yeah. Horror, horrible films this is this is where i go back to say fantasy is hard to pull off in a good way either serious or even funny to get it right um and we are in a good space right now where we get are getting quality fantasy but it's typically been on the more serious side we are getting like um i'm not sure if you're familiar with the um uh there's an animated series now on i believe amazon it's um crucial critical role. Critical role. Okay. Yes. And it's 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 a that's a cool it's like that's been a darling for them. Critical role is like a D live podcast. They get a group of voice actors together, and they just have fun. They play it like it's a Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Well, that's gone oh, off right. into like graphic novels and an animated series, and it's highly loved, and it's a huge fan base. So, Critical Role, if you're into that thing, and from an animated style, plus also like a live-action D anD D that type of thing, it's very, it's out there, and they've managed the the funny, uh, funny fantasy. So, je- definitely check that out. Um, we've got The Witcher, which is done pretty well, and that's also a video game. It's kind of a weird property, but I like that as well. It's not I've as enjoyed, good as
0: I've enjoyed The Witcher. Actually. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fun. and they, they actually had spin spinoff recently. Yes, which, is which about- was
1: not as good.
0: No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but I watched it. <laughs> yes, yes. I had my hopes
1: up because, but the animated Witcher uh, one, I would highly recommend that. So okay. there's there's an animated uh, Witcher as well on Netflix. So, um, but so I think at this point we're in a good space for it. fantasy medium, which is great. Really love this because I'm a fantasy kid at heart. Um, Excalibur, I think it was Excalibur, maybe Dragon Slayer. Yeah. Maybe Beastmaster, if you would indulge yourself. That was about sorcerer. it. Yeah, Sword and Sorcerer. <laughs> um, yeah, so just there, was, there weren't great fantasy things back in the day. Um, but yeah. now we're kind of in like this, it, they're doing it right. They're paying the properties correctly. And that is Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Monk Thieves. This movie was awesome. It's well written. Uh, the, the, the people that wrote this did like Game Night, they did other things uh, that actually include good writing good comedy and heart um the the cast was fantastic and this is basically just gathering a team together to do a pull off a job that's what it's about chris pine is doing his chris pine uh, you know personality he's great uh gina Rodriguez, uh, um i'm blanking on her name once again, i'm bad with names steven you'll, you'll get this a, um uh, she was in the fast and furious films the, the tough okay. chick who's who's yes. uh loves uh uh vin diesel she's the barbarian she is phenomenal she is like she's got really good personality in this as well you've got uh justice like his name but who's in like, pikachu he plays a, a mage a sorcerer and you've got a lot of other actors but the great part was hugh grant played a villain and he was phenomenal he was just chewing the scenery he was really well done um the fight scenes were amazing. I thought they were great. The the um, the, the fan fiction, the, the sorry, the the fan service to D anD D was great. Like the the the, the gelatinous cube, the um, yeah. imitation chest, uh, the mimic was great. A lot of the animals, the owl, bear, the druids, uh, it was great. I really really enjoyed it. the paladin, uh, Reggie John Paul, who was in Bridgerton, was amazing. Awesome. really really good um they they nailed it all i i'm just disappointed this movie isn't doing better should have come out at a different time maybe january uh when or, or maybe even august of last year when nothing was coming out would have done much better but it's really really well done great sense of humor uh really handled well i couldn't recommend it enough uh, it's just a shame that's probably not gonna do well
0: that's great, because I've been hearing nothing but good things about it. It's the one movie that I actually do want to see um, as soon as possible. I was, I've was i just been recently thinking about the whole fantasy thing, too. And, and one of the things was, um, you know, I'm on, like, a Facebook group or something that it's, like, sci-fi fantasy art, you know? And and it's all, like, the classics, like the Frank Frazetta and, and then Boris uh, Vallejo yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, all the – and it's, like, looking at that, it's like – this is why fantasy films have sucked so much is just none of them look this good, you know, like, and not, you know, like, and it's really hard, you know, like, cause even like the Conan movies and things like that, which had budgets and everything, they just, didn't, they just don't have the feel, the atmosphere, like the look. And it, it's a, I've, I, was like, I was like, somebody really, you know, like game of Thrones does it fine. And yeah, there's things that do it just fine, but like, like to bringing it to the level of what fantasy art is, you know, like, you know, like, and it hasn't really done that, you know, which is, which is kind of interesting. Like that film hasn't, they haven't done that quite yet. Yeah. You know, I think they've done it in space films a lot more mm-hmm. than they've done it, you know, and even, even like, even like the fantasy that's involved in like, you know, like a uh, Mandalorian for instance, and, and, and star Wars, those films with the beasts and so forth. I think they they've done a really good job. So. Yeah, anyways, I was just thinking about that.
1: Yeah, it's, I, it's so it's it's to your point. It's it's interesting that people think of like, well, it's fantasy. It's old school. So that couldn't have happened because that's past history where they think of science fiction. Well, that could happen. Laser guns and beasts that are aliens. So aliens are more believable than like dragons for some reason. It's It's a weird premise. And typically <laughs> people have not... They take themselves too serious when it comes to fantasy, where like you know Tolkien and things like that. It's like it's too rigid. Where it's, sometimes you got, I mean, in Game of Thrones, is like, well, we don't want the magic and the creatures to derail us from people like appreciating like a real work of art. So we're going to yeah. downplay that. And, and I feel like The Witcher, they don't downplay it. And I feel like this, they didn't downplay it, which is good. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm excited
0: to see that one. I definitely, yeah, and it's funny too because I, 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 when I was, you know, twelve, I was really big into like Dungeons and Dragons, but I think it was much more from the art standpoint, and um, you know, like and and also creating like we talked about earlier with creating your characters, you know, like creating um, you know, like like with um. Rom, you know, and all his origins and everything, and, like, you know, like, that type of thing, you got to do that with, you know, like, you'd roll some dice and make up a character, it's like, oh, I've got a wizard now who's, you know, like, you know, a cleric, not a wizard, a cleric with magic powers, and, you know, like, that, you know, or a thief, you know, and, like, you know, and then I, then I would draw them, you know, and so, like, you know, I always, I always, I felt, I really liked that part about it more than actually playing the game, and I also, at one point in my life, um, during that time, I had written—I think I had like 98 pages handwritten of um, of my own dungeon design, and it was like it was like seven islands that you had to go to, and and I created my own my own monsters and everything. I remember one of them was was Mind Snow, which was snow, but it was really a creature. And oh, it would land on you, and then go into your ear, and you know, take over. That was one of them. <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> Copyright TM. Exactly. Nice it's, it's,
1: it's any if you see that, please let Stephen know and call his lawyer. Um, yeah, and and there is there is some there's like I said there's lots of Easter eggs, especially if you were a big fan of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon series from the early 80s, which yeah. I was. That was Todd's bread and butter. Love yeah. this and. There's a lot of really fun stories about that. Apparently, the people who wrote uh, Dungeons & Dragons, uh, the com- the cartoon series, wrote a unproduced finish to that series because it was never finished. So seek that out if you want to. So, <laughs> so there you go. So that is what we're geeking out about this week in the world of nerd. So now, though, it's time for us to go to the land down under, visit Tina and the mutants, because it's time to enter... The Thunderdome.
0: Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome!
1: Thank you, Tina. The mutes have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. This week, we're doing a topic, and that is dream adaptations. So we've covered this in the past, but it's always good to bring in a new person who gives us their perspective on in a, in a a property that you love. But it's like, how would you like to see it done differently? Or... In a different medium. So with that, and then we're going to get into something a little bit more. Maybe we should do this, Stephen. Let's go with you. Let's start with a little closer to heart. So someone said, Stephen, we want to do um, pizza and taco. We want to <laughs> adapt it. How would you want it to be adapted outside of just on the page? Comic book, uh, mm-hmm. CGI animated, um, I don't know, could you like a live, like a, like a Roger <laughs> Rabbit, uh, a video game. I mean, um, audio, like, like an audio adventure um, Saturday morning cartoon. What would you like with, 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 with one of your creations? Doesn't it have to be just uh pizza and taco. Wow,
0: well, pizza and taco, Well, pizza and taco right now has actually been um, it's um, uh, it's, they've created there's a company out there that has created a bible for it for it to become a television series um that does not mean that it's going to be one but it means that someone's interested in doing that um and so there there is some pursuit of that um i after you know after seeing how television works and how how these things work i'm like i'm 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 okay with them being as books. I kind of like the idea of the video game. I think that sounds like a lot of fun <laughs> and kids would really like that too. Well, yeah, it's, I just said like, I think that's the problem with the, on uh, my um, with my book is that uh, it falls into a different category. Cause I, I use a lot of um, like what I call digital collage. So I'm using mm-hmm. photographic images as well. It's a little bit like um, my, my favorite um, kid show of the, of more recent times was gumball the amazing adventures of gumball great and, show yeah and i just i love the characters on it and i love um and i just love how they just did this mixed media like and it works you know like like certain things are this and certain things are that and it just you know it's all doesn't make any sense there's a fish and a cat that live together that are brother and sister and their dad is like you know a a, a, a rabbit their sister's a rabbit as well. And their mom's a cat. And, you know, like, like it's, just, it's just great. And, um, but yeah. Um,
1: but, and but yeah. to your point, I was going to say, because you say mixed medium, it's like, when I look at pizza – it's an yeah. actual pizza image. It's not like you illustrating the pizza. It yeah. looks like a real pizza, which is kind of cool. I'm like, that's yeah. neat. I'm like, I wonder how he did that. Cause it's like, I've seen that with, with animation where it's like, oh, it looks like it's a constant like texture or something, but it like it moves. It's not like an illustration. It's almost like a texture put on it that is a thing. That's cool. Yeah. I, I like the fact that you incorporate it because it adds some like different texture to it.
0: Yeah, and I think it also helps the book stand out a little bit. Kids are yeah. really interested in that because, like, they're simple drawings, but the actual drawing of the pizza and the taco are very simple. But, but then, but then, yeah, to add that texture to make it something different is is nice, you know, and it helps it stand out. But yeah, and to make that as animation is a different thing too, you know. You would have to have people who are more dedicated to that type of thing. Um, but yeah, I yeah, that's that's I. You know, I just really love these as, as they are. So like, I'm always happy. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm always, I would also love to see, you know, them do like, you know, like, um, you know, when my editor asked me at one point uh, uh, to just write up like as many different ideas for pizza and taco as possible. And I did come up with, um, I came up with like fifty different ideas for books, <laughs> and we're slowly going through them. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but one of them is uh, pizza and taco Star Wars Episode Ten. Um, <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> so maybe I could see that too. That would be a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> that would be, and and I and, and I just picture in my head the video game version. It's like a turn-based RPG. Was like yeah. you're gonna throw out like like. I don't know if this works because it could be cannibalistic, but I'm like, oh, yeah. pizza. there <laughs> could be your like projectiles. Like you get to do that or, you know, it's like pizza cutter or something like that. And then, oh and then, gosh. you know, taco, it's like, you know, taco, it's like, I don't know, gas. Cause you, know, you think anything of like refried yeah. beans. It's like, yeah. cause it's kids humor. It's fun. And it's like, you're yeah. taking on different enemies. I don't know who they have. It would be like maybe some goofy, like lunch ladies or something that want to serve them to kids. Is there, is yeah,
0: there actually
1: right now? There you go. So I, I, <laughs> (laughs) I, I think it just writes itself. Something like that could be fun. Plus it's like comedic versus violent and you know, you could do that. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, very cool. Well, um, and since I have no creations, I can't say how I would, I would adapt them. Um, let's get into the properties though that we do not own. (laughs) <laughs> how would we want to see them adapted for another format so um and so when I said format it doesn't have to be that it could be like it could be in the same format but a different take so um no. let's start with you Stephen. so if, if you had your druthers and you were a Hollywood exec and say hey I want to do this but I want to do this what would it be you
0: know my, <laughs> my biggest pet peeve, I think <laughs> over the over over my lifetime has been, the Wolverine series. And, um, (laughs) and I think, I think they keep trying to make it and they keep, and I just would love if somebody, this is just me too. And it doesn't have to be Hugh Jackman. It could be anybody. It could be a new, new person playing it, but it'd be, I'd love to see them actually just like almost frame for frame, like recreate the, the comic, um, the four part mini series from the Frank Miller. Yeah. The Frank Miller comic. And just, just do it you know like you've got it it's it's all storyboarded for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know you can go boom 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 shot number 1 shot number 2 here we go like let's just do this and um yeah it would be really nice and just like that even with that kind of quality of of um of just look to those books as well like you know cuz it was frank miller and um, I'm spacing on the inker cuz cuz it's klaus janson
1: I'm not sure. I He's typically my-, my go-to anchor. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, no. So yeah, you know, anchors anchors matter. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, was it Mike Royer from um? Oh, when he did when he did the um Jack Kirby's work, it was way better
1: the old you know. joke in Walt Marats oh you're just a tracer no i'm yeah. not <laughs> you yeah. to the image come on yeah. man yes inkers
0: matter they do yeah. they do yeah that, that, i think that would be my big thing you know i think i don't think they've i think the first x-men was all right um of the movies but i don't think they've done a good job of incorporating him into the marvel universe um, I was actually surprised that they did Doctor Strange cuz like that was one that I was hoping for, you know, like cuz that was one of the comics that I collected as a kid and I never thought I'd see that as a movie. That was really strange. Um literally and um but yeah, no, I think I think and it would always be nice to, for them to actually make a good Fantastic Four movie.
1: <laughs> have you wait, have you seen the Roger Corman Fantastic Four? Yes, movie? I have. I- there you go. That was oh, actually kind oh. of like conceptually <laughs> Probably the most like most like faithful. Yes, yes. But Roger Corman, of course. But yeah. I love
0: that he's talking in the mask the whole time. Exactly. Hour.
1: And then you've got like the like oh. the uh, Mr. Fantastic's <laughs> arms, like somebody's holding a pole yes. <laughs> of the backstage. But thing looked pretty good. I'll yeah. give him credit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and thing doesn't always look good. That's true. Hard to pull off. But yes, we are going to get a Fantastic Four adapted. uh, And in the short term, we are going to get X-Men 97. So essentially a sequel to the X-Men animated series. And then with that, I have no clue when we'll see the X-Men, to be honest, because we will see, though, Wolverine in Deadpool 3. So that's already known. So that will be happening. But I have no clue if that's just like a throwaway and it'll be part of like the multiverse. Who knows? So but yes, I am a huge X-Men fan there. My, you know, Logan is named after Logan Wolverine. Uh, They were my gateway. My first X-Men comic was 178. My favorite X-Men comic is when Colossus and Wolverine fought and the juggernaut showed up. In the bar because they were pissed off about the way he treated Kitty Pride <laughs> after Secret Wars. So that's, that's my favorite comic book. And then Celine is a backstory where she's like, I just love that. Just yeah, love it. Yeah. Oh well, I could geek out all day about that. But um, very good. Well, my adaptation. Um, I have a couple that I love, um, and it was funny because a lot of them are actually happening, which is just the scary part. As a geek, I never thought I would see certain things happen, but there's two properties that. Um, I don't know if they'll ever happen, to be honest. It's, 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 it's up in the air. One of my favorite fantasy novels is the Xanth series. Piers Anthony wrote that series. It's, it's basically a mix, mix of fantasy and puns. So it's like mixing those two worlds in a very fun fashion, very well done. Uh, about a world of xanth where everybody has a magical ability of some sort and that kicks off the series where there's one person who does not have a magical ability if he doesn't display it, he gets banished into the world of the mundanes um and that's kind of how the whole series starts and it goes on for like 30 books it's way too long never finished it because it was just too many but very fun like they would make fun of puns they like have uh, a shoe tree would actually be a tree that grew shoes so you get them so it was like it was to as a kid of like Ten years old, reading it, I'm like, this is awesome! Oh, great, and a little sexiness (laughs) to it too. So I enjoyed that. So I would love to see that. It has been a video game. It has been like adapted into comic books, but I I always thought that would be a lot of fun, like as an animated series, because once again, it's it's light fantasy. I thought that could be handled very well. Don't know if it'll ever happen. Probably not, because I think just things fall off the the mat, uh, and it's been around since the '70s, so probably not. Uh, Another one that I loved is called the myth series, which is great. It's a fantasy series. Uh, And every book is called something with myth. So myth adventures, mything persons. So, and it's, uh, and it's a, once again, it's about, it's a comedic fantasy series about a, uh, a demon who comes in, who is actually uh, summoned by this wizard to scare the crap out of his apprentice. So basically, because he's learning, he wants to teach him you know, how to defend himself. And he and this demon are good friends because the demon's actually not a demon. He's just another person from a, a dimension. So demons in this world are just people from another dimension. They're demons. Dimension, demon. Got it. Fun. But the wizard dies and then he traps the demon here without abilities. And that's the whole premise. And then he has to guide him and they become buddies. It's like a road show where they basically try to, he tries to teach him magic, but he can't. And then it's like, but it's once again, it's comedic. Like there's a fairy godfather who's also a mobster and it's just, it's just jokey. It's funny. It's good. It's every, every chapter opens up with a different quote. One from like, uh, you know, from Darth Vader or something like that. So it's clever. It's very fun. Uh, once again, has been adapting graphic novels. I don't know if it'll be a I would love to see that be, basically be potentially once again, an animated series. I don't know if it'd work for it. It might work for a TV series though. Who knows? Maybe like almost like a sitcom fantasy, like uh, disenchanted uh, that, that macaroni series. So maybe that. Um, and then the last one, um, this might happen. Raymond E feast is my favorite author. I actually interviewed him on our podcast. He's fantastic. He's wrote a series that's very serious fantasy. But isn't just about the politics. It's also about magic and things like that. He's a contemporary of George R. R. Martin. Um they are friends. and his series is less um, well known, but it apparently is going to be adapted into some type of TV or movie series. I would love it. it's it's to me, it's one of the best series I've ever read. It's riveting. It evoked emotion out of me, which typically fantasy doesn't because it's kind of silly at times and it's, it's not well written, but this was so um, I would love to see it. The only thing that's been adapted, it's been adapted in graphic novels by Marvel. It's also been a video game series. It was funny because that's actually how I got into this. The series of books is I played the game. It was a computer RPG. I'm like, this is really well. It's a cool world. Well, it was a cool world because it was already adapted and developed in from a book series. So um, that was really cool. So that's where I would like to see. I don't know if any of those things will happen, but if they did, it would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I'll say that, you know, ElfQuest once again, too, uh, <laughs> it would be amazing to see somebody do that. Even, even like, you know, uh, animated would be great. But yeah, yeah. But no, it's,
1: yeah. <laughs> like you said, it's all there, and they yes. don't—they don't have to go through different publishers or everything. It's probably—I believe—they still own just the rights, uh, yes. so they wouldn't have to worry about that. So they could just go right to the creators, and yes, yeah, it's perfect. It's there. <laughs> Absolutely. I think
0: DC at one time did buy them out, though. Oh,
1: really? Because because there huh. was
0: a series. Um, I think not the first series, but um, the second. When okay. they, when they, st- when they started, I think DC started putting them out at one point, mm. um, but I don't know how long that lasted. Got it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: I just remember actually seeing the little comics and stuff like at one point where I was like, you know, cause they started off, they were like, you know, a little bit bigger, you know, they were like nine by 12 or something like that, not the size of comics. But then, yeah. Anyways. Yeah.
1: Huh. Very cool. Awesome. Well, that is the show folks. I want to say thank you, Stephen, for being on. This has been awesome. Uh, you and I can talk forever, uh, and I'm glad we were able <laughs> to bring uh, your passion, your insight, and your your interest to the show. Uh, but with that, tell people how they can I- learn more about you and find the things you're doing. Um, well, I'm
0: stephenshaskin.com. Um, so that's a Stephen with a P-H, and then uh, Shaskin is S-H-A-S-K-A-M, and that's .com. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm there. Um, I'm... And anywhere else where you can find me, um, I'm my books are available wherever books are sold. Um, Pizza and Taco has been a lot of fun because it's been in Target even and Costco this year. Um, that was a lot of fun to see the box set in, in, in Costco. The next book um, comes out. It's um, Pizza and Taco Dare to be Scared. And that comes out in um, June 27th. And uh, Pizza and Taco end up um, going on a ghost pepper hunt. And so, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, Love <laughs> it. So, yeah. Um, other, than, yeah. Other than that, um, um, yeah, you can, yeah. I, like I said, I'm on, I'm on Twitter and Instagram too, and everything, and Facebook, all those things. I'm, I'm on it all. Um, you, I'm the only Stephen. Sh- well, no, there's one other Stephen Shaskin. He's a dentist. <laughs> He's related to me. He's out in Washington D.C. So if it says if it says Stephen Shaskin DDS or whatever. That's the wrong Stephen Shaskin. <laughs> love it. I, I get I emails it. on occasion about dental supplies and things all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. You know,
1: if just writing things doesn't work for, out for you, Stephen, you know, look into dentistry. There we yes. go for that.
0: Well, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun.
1: Yes. And you know what, folks? Stephen is an author, and he visits schools, libraries. If you ha- if you want to have a special visitor, request Stephen. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, His wife, Tricia, also... Uh, you want two for the price of, well, two? <laughs> yeah. Invite them along. <laughs> They're, They're a little like, more awesome. than the price of one. But oh, oh, that's true. Up. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, buy one, get one. <laughs> there's one, a deal. There's, yeah. There's buy a deal. one, get one. Yeah, exactly. Buy two, get two. <laughs> um, yeah. Request them to come and visit your school and your library. They are awesome. The kids will be, uh, will have a great time and they'll want to read. And that's the yeah. biggest part about this. Yes. <laughs> it that's- is. And they'll have a lot of fun. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, with that, uh we end our show. And as always, I am Todd Oxtra, T Oxtra on Twitter, talking about all things just nerdy and fun. But for all of our things on Secret Friends, go to uh, at Secret Friends U on Twitter, secretfriendsunite.com. Go to our uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite in YouTube. Just look up Secret Friends Unite on YouTube. We'd love it if you uh rate us on our podcast, subscribe in our, our YouTube content, and also check out our Patreon, see if there's anything you like there and support us either financially or let people know all about our stuff that we do. We'd appreciate it. And remember, folks, be the hero, not the villain.
0: This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite Podcasting Network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles news reviews and more secret friends unite podcasts are available on apple google spotify and other podcast services around the world if you'd like to be part of the conversation you can join us on facebook or our new discord server or follow at secret friends you on twitter please subscribe to secret friends unite on youtube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com Just